Hi, Mama. It's Kim, Mama of the Shade of Woman. Welcome to this Thursday's episode. I hope all is well. As always, I hope you have been gentle with yourself. So, Mama, what have you been up to? I am sure you have been busy. Isn't that the way it works? So today, actually, we're going to take a pathway down the road of communication. That's right. Now, communication for us should mean one thing, but it does mean several things. Um, How you communicate your thoughts and your ideas, your feelings, you know, your needs, your joy to others, how they receive it. And many times there is so much that's lost in miscommunication. Um, You know, you say something and the person that's receiving the message hears something else. And many times, mama, it's not so much that they are not hearing the correct words. Many times it's in the tone and tenor of how we deliver it. You know, like I could simply say to someone, put that over there. Or I could say, put that over there. And to them, the interpretation is, ah, first one would be, oh, she needs me to put this over there. No big deal. Or the second one, put that over there. Well, that could conjure up all sorts of other ideas. She's angry. She's being mean. You know, we infer all sorts of other elements to that form of communication. Anyway, one of the things that really caught my attention, and like I said, conversation does not run light here. I have conversations with my friends all the time and, you know, family, and we discuss every and any little thing, right? And one of the things that has really caught my attention is how often as parents, when our children respond to us, we can apply certain inferences. Well, the reason my child spoke that way is because they're tired or, you know, in some cases, depending on how our children are wired, you know, some of them are very friendly and very expressive and understand the finest skills and soft skills, you know. And sometimes we have children who are pretty direct and they're wired in a way that is logic-based and it's an if this then that as opposed to all the other things all the other soft frilly things that surrounds it and so they come off with a very flat affect and poke a face and they're direct but we as parents right we live with them and we understand it and sometimes we try to buffle as much as we can because nothing worse than someone misinterpreting your child and their intended words or emotions, right? 
But then there's this other side of it, right, mama? Where you are out and about and you see a child being truly disrespectful and their parent is either awashed in exhaustion and just can't bother to deal with it. And it gives it a very soft application, like, okay, we do not talk that way. And sometimes it works, many times it escalates. And we find ourselves sitting there kind of in an unintentional manner. We sit there and we are comparing, right? We don't know the full story, but we're comparing. It's human nature. You understand what I'm talking about, Mama. You know, if my child ever spoke to me like that, whew, I would handle it this way or that way, you know? And true as it might be, the crux of it is we all understand that there is a standard that we accept as far as what is respectful and what is disrespectful. Yes, there are some varying degrees for us, but there are general standards that we accept as disrespectful or respectful. Now, my girlfriend and I were discussing how we consider what is rude, what is not rude. And this is just like a conversation, you know, we weren't solving the world's problems. But we were just having our conversations because that's what we do, right, Mama? Don't kid. You know that, right? That's what you do. That's what everybody does. Everybody has these conversations. And there's really nothing to formulate at the end of the conversation. It's just a conversation because we are we are communication beings, right? We're humans. So that being said... This is not a judgment. This is an observation that my girlfriend and I were discussing. And again, this podcast is about those things we think and don't necessarily say, right? But one of the things that we were discussing was us, my girlfriend and I, okay? Not everybody else, not the entire world. It might be different for everybody else. We might be the oddball. But we were discussing how when we were raised... There is a line, a thick line that we never crossed with our parents, right? I don't care how angry, annoyed, or, you know, horrible we feel. There is a line, a very thick embedded line that we just never crossed, you know? Our parent says... You know, how many times I tell you to do da 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 da, knowing good and well in your head, they might be a little mistaken because they probably did not say that ever in the course of the context. But we would respond, you know, quietly, but always maintaining a very respectful demeanor. And then they would let us know, well, don't let me tell you that again. Go ahead and do it. You know what the response would be? Yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. And in your head, your head, nowhere else, you are pitching a royal fit because you know that they didn't say it recently and 
you know, why are they talking to you this way? But as our parents, they earned a certain level of respect. Now, you can argue, well, they shouldn't be disrespectful to you. You know what? Okay. Be it as it may, as I said, it was me and my friend discussing this in terms of our experiences. And we grew up understanding that, yes, our parents aren't always right, but there are our elders and that they are granted a certain amount of free respect, so to speak. And this is not the discussion about the extreme side of things where, well, parents who are disrespectful, yeah, that's another conversation and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just average. And as we discuss this, we also discuss the fact that in watching our parents, right, and listening to them, and the way that they carried themselves and the way that they handled communication with others. They weren't instilling in us anything other than what they were doing, right? They themselves handled situations with respect. They themselves handled situations in ways that were what they required of us. So it wasn't hard for us to regurgitate that learned information. Now, all of that to say, sometimes mama, we're exhausted and we don't want to deal with certain things. And sometimes it's easy to just kind of brush it off, chalk it up to my child is wired this way or this and that. But the thing that happens, mama, is that you start to set the bar of expectation. And if in your house, the bar is low for whatever reason, don't be surprised if when they're out of the house and they're handling themselves in the same manner, don't be surprised if the teacher calls you and says, you know, your child is a good person and they work hard, but they're not communicating well with me. Don't be surprised. Sometimes parents, we act surprised, like, oh my gosh, my child would never do that. They, they would. If in your home, your standard of expectation is lower than what we understand as a society, the standard of expectations that we have that we sit back and look at and compare how we parent. Sometimes it's delusional that we sit there and we think that our child is doing well with that. But the crazy thing about communication, you know, is that communication also kind of shows others. It's, it's, our, it's our public face of how we handle ourselves and people will take that and assess you based on something as simple as communication, right? If you're a parent who has a little bit more, I don't know, bravado, let's put it that way, or a little bit more penchant for not taking crap and you are, you know, shooting at 
shooting out of two barrels and that's how you handle things. Well, that is what your child's learning. And again, this is not a judgment. You handle you how you handle you and you handle your child how you handle your child. I am telling you about a discussion that we were having. Um, but fast forward into the world of presenting self in front of an employer in an interview. If we walk in or our children walk in in the future into situations where they have to present themselves through communication, right? Believe me when I say they're being assessed, we're being assessed by our words and our actions, our tenor and our tone as we sit there. It's not just what's on paper, right? And that interviewer has to get a feel for who the interviewee is. And if we or our children come in and present ourselves with a coarseness and aren't being aware of how we're communicating, many times that's a lost opportunity. And I'm saying that because, again, like in the discussion my friend and I were having, we do sit back and we do assess people. And we assess people based on how they're communicating, um, you know, and other elements, but we're just talking about communication. So it is worth working on. It is worth taking our own personal assessment. It is worth you know, really looking into our, you know, standard to bear because it is one of those things, mama, that will crop up in the future for our children. It will become something because in order to survive in this world and to get ahead and to actually do the things that we have goals set for, we do have to always communicate. That's a given. Right, mama? That's a given. That is not to say that we aren't allowed to be ourselves. I hear that all the time. But from the beginning of parenting, we have this amazing ability to foster healthy choices. Okay? And we also have a responsibility to seed for our children future expectations as they would encounter as they step forth into their own personal existence. So in other words, they're cute now. Some of the things they say is funny, but if we aren't holding some kind of boundary for them, in terms of how they communicate and carry themselves, it will come back to be addressed as they get older. We have an amazing, amazing ability 
that's bestowed upon us. Because our job really is to create, you know, pathways for our children to become the best version of themselves so that they can be independent, constructive citizens who can survive on their own without us. You know, they will be on their own one day. They will have to navigate this world by themselves one day. If your children are in sports or some extracurricular that requires them to be coached by other people, they will have to adhere to some standard form of expectation in communication. You know, throwing the bat because you're having a fit, that's not acceptable. I mean, if it is on your team, I... I stand corrected, but across the board, that is looked at unfavorably. And it's an assessment of that child is immature or not a good sportsman. So whether we like to hide behind the facade of doing ourselves or being us or just, you know, doing what you want or, you know, not bending and conforming and all these facades, The reality is when your children step away from you as they get older, they will encounter the world. They will encounter the standard bearing expectation of how they present themselves. And it is a big world and it can be a tough world. And there are other things that are happening that cause people to assess differently. So you're already going out there, you know, in a field where it's uncertain anyway. And the best thing that we can do for our children is to equip them with the ability to hold their own respectfully. And respect should never ever be a passe thing or a fashion from yesteryear. Because at the end of the day, respect can quell arguments. Respect can formulate positive, you know, view of our children. And however we define respect, we also have to remember that it's earned. Right, Mama? It's earned. And the best way we can help our children is to assess our own level of communication, how we respect ourselves, how we respect others, how we choose to present ourselves, how we choose to have discussions, how we choose to solve problems, how we choose to argue or not argue. Are we arguing healthy or are we not? These are things that honestly, mama, that's us, that's us. And there really is no way around it. And there are lots of views and that's okay. Again, if I'm saying something that you don't agree with or you don't find it interesting, that's fine, mama. That's why there's so many choices out there, right? But the reason I'm presenting this today is because it was a very robust conversation my friend and I were having. And it just really hit me that we will be the first ones to judge other people and their parenting style, right? We'll be the first ones to sit there and, and you know, compare 
how we would do it versus how they do it. But I often wonder, how much do we assess ourselves? Do we have a vision of how we want our children to be? Do we have a a ready set pathway to help them get there? It's just a thought. But again, mama, communication is a huge thing and it starts at home. We're the first communicators for our children. We're the first teachers for how they present themselves. We are the first mirror for our children to see how things are done. And in saying that, all I'm saying, mama, is just be aware. It's food for thought. Anyway, I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. And I really, really appreciate you. So go ahead and tune in. Sundays and Thursdays, new material, and be very gentle with yourself. Gentle, easygoing, gentle with yourself. Give yourself a little slack, okay? Anyway, Mama, it's Kim, Mama the Shade of Woman. Go ahead and subscribe and share, 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 and continue to have a great week. Bye.